0: Welcome to the Empower to Connect podcast where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm JD Wilson and I am your host. And today in the show, we've got a couple of dads who are jumping in to talk about uh, getting on the same parenting page as your spouse. And so uh, Evan Dyson and uh, Todd Balman are going to jump in with us. They are both Cultivate Connection facilitators um, in different parts of the country. And so they are, um, along with their wives, leading... Uh, cultivate Collect, cultivate connection classes um, in their communities where they're teaching uh, connected parenting and um, empowered to connect principles um, to other families uh, right where they are in their communities. And so um, you will hear uh, phrases like this way of parenting or connected parenting or ETC parenting or whatever. and and sometimes you'll hear classes referred to, and those are the classes that we're talking about our is a, our cultivate connection course, which is about a nine week, 10 week course that um, is taught in community uh, where you are um, by Cultivate Connection facilitators who have been trained by Empowered to Connect. So if you've listened for a while, you've heard us talk about um, that course from time to time, and you've heard different facilitators who have jumped on as guests here and there. Um, But the guys that are on today, Todd and Evan, are going to be talking from the perspective of uh, both having parented this way for a while and also been walking with other families as they have been learning to parent this way. Um, And, you know, It is just good every now and then to hear from uh, a different perspective. And so if you're a mom, don't tune this out because uh, it's dads on here. Please don't. Um, If you are a dad, don't tune this out just because you think, oh, now they're going to put the squeeze on me and they're going to try to make me do this, this kind of parenting, whatever just share perspectives today and so uh we feel like it's a helpful thing to get to hear other people's journey where they're at um what their struggles were along the way maybe you know what some convincing points were for them and then how they how they got on the same page with their spouse and um and maybe what the benefits of that were so uh super glad for evan and todd to have jumped on with us and i'm really excited for you to get to hear our conversation now so we, here we are dad's talking about getting on the same parenting page as your spouse <music> Well, as we talked about in the introduction, it is a dad's episode today. So we're we're gonna talk with Evan Dyson and Todd Bellman. And uh before we get into our, our topic of conversation, um, I figured it'd be helpful for uh, guys for everybody to have some context of who you are and your stories and all of that. And so I know some who are listening will know you guys, um, whether they've been in a, a class with you guys through um of Bay Connection or um because of your you know influencer status online, maybe they know you guys that way, but um I figure we'll let you guys introduce yourself first. And so Evan, why don't you start off and just kind of share um, a little about who you are and and kind of maybe how you maybe save how you came to ETC um, for our, our later conversation, but just who you are, kind of your family, all that.
1: Uh, So I am uh, from Columbia, South Carolina. Now all my, all my South Carolina people. Um, I'm the family ministry director at a church crossroads here in Columbia. And, uh, my wife and I have been married for 13 years and, uh, we have three kids. Uh, one, our oldest is about to turn 11 and then we got a eight-year-old and a six-year-old.
0: Okay. Awesome. And Todd, what about you guys?
2: Yeah. So, um, I originally, uh, grew up in Michigan. I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana now. And, um, I would say I come from kind of a background of, uh, I grew up Catholic. Um, I came from kind of that authoritarian kind of background and, you know, uh, there's, there's not really a second time to listen. It's the, it's the first one. And, um, you know, I, I, I really, um, kind of came to this by my wife, Brandy, we met in Fort Wayne and, um, she's always had a heart uh, for this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, so our family, uh, we have five kids total. It's uh, um, a mixture of uh, biological and adoptive. And uh, our ages range a huge range um, of 19 all the way down to six. So we've got all the way from college all the way down to kindergarten. So we're playing a full, we're playing a, a, a zone defense against all schools <laughs> in our area. <laughs> we're just keeping it real here. So yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife, uh, she actually leads a, uh, a ministry here in Fort Wayne called True Vine and uh, for vulnerable kids. And um, we are um, y- utilizing, um, you know, this um, as a way to connect and help parents and not only in our church, but in our community. Awesome.
0: Awesome. So we wanted to talk today about uh, kind of getting on the same parenting page as your spouse. And, and obviously, stereotypically, uh, if you think about whether you want to call it gentle parenting or connected parenting or um etc parenting no matter matter the uh the name you want to call it if there's any kind of compassion or empathy involved in the parenting style stereotypically you know it's not a dad thing right like that's not dad's vibe is to you know be empathetic and and seek attachment or seek connection and um understand attachment and all of that and so uh with that not being a stereotypical norm um then we all kind of fall in an abnormal category. And so I think people oftentimes are curious um, and, and we will get questions a lot of times like, well, how do I get my husband to you know, pay attention to this? Or how do I get him to listen to these things or whatever? And so um, more so than this being like a convincing episode for, for whining husbands, I would just say, we just wanted to share our stories of kind of how we came to it. And then the process for, for us of getting onto the same page Parenting wise. And so uh Todd, you shared a little bit about that journey for you guys. Evan, I, I wonder for you guys, what was the, you know, what was that process like? How were you introduced to Empower to Connect? And then, and then what was it like getting onto the same page with your spouse? You
1: know, for us, we um uh we're in the middle of the adoption process and we've been in it for about three years. And that's really when it uh solidified force that we needed to um kind of develop our parenting uh to reinvent it. Uh, but backtracking from that, we had very close friends that introduced a lot of these, uh, connecting principles, uh, yeah. to us, uh, maybe not with the ETC language, uh, but it was kind of an intro for me, uh, to see this other dad, a friend of mine kind of demonstrating these things. And it was, um, that was kind of the catalyst for me, uh, initially, um, was just seeing it in action um and then really just um respecting respecting him for it because it's really kind of a brave thing to do um being empathetic uh being vulnerable sharing sharing your feelings you know like um and it started a mind shift for me and when we uh started um down the process of adoption um coincidentally at the same time we were uh hitting some major roadblocks with our uh, with our three kids yeah and um kind of came to the end of a rope and said we have to figure something out
2: yeah
1: um then uh at the same time uh, right around then um we were hosting uh the show hope uh adoption conference hope for the journey Yep. and uh that's where we first heard about PC. Okay.
0: And right.
1: um it just kind of went from there.
0: So what was you mentioned seeing your friend uh kind of watching watching him in action what were some of those things that were that were triggering to you of like whoa something's different here like this is this is good.
1: I was just surprised at his willingness to listen to his kids. Um mm-hmm. It was just really powerful being able to watch. And we were first introduced to our friends before we even had kids. And so we were just kind of watching them, you know, with little ones um, and just seeing him um, get on their level um, and listen to them wholeheartedly, uh, active listening, you know, validating their feelings, um, giving them voice, giving them words uh, for what was going on in them, um, not dismissing them. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was really powerful for me. Um, it kind of um, was countercultural uh, a lot to uh, growing up experience for me or some of my friends when I was younger. And so yeah. it really stood out to me.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Todd, for you, do you remember that there were um, like different moments or, or things about um, the style of parenting that initially appealed to you that began to kind of convince you maybe this is the right way to to parent?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say kind of a similar way to Evan, I, I kind of, you know, my wife was studying this for a long time before she actually came across a power to Connect that could um, put it into a form that was consumable, I guess. Um, a, a lot of what she would say, I just, it was hard for me to comprehend what she was doing, but I mean, for me, what I saw was that um, in addition to being a mom she had an amazing bond to our kids and she was cultivating a trust in our kids um with great success and very deeply and i was seeing this and she was trying to coach me along and just like what evan said it just seems so against the grain i kind of mentioned a little bit about my roots a little bit and just what is kind of woven into my dna and fabric i guess from I mean, I would say that now looking back, I can describe and understand, I have some very deep ruts in that way around, you know, you, you listen, it's about loyalty, it's about respect, it's about falling in line and it's about, you know, grave punishment if you're going to try and um, push the envelope. So, you know, it just, it really went against everything I thought I I knew and was, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child kind of idea about
0: parenting. you
2: know, it just seemed, uh, seemed, uh, hard to swallow.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a little bit before recording about, about this dynamic, but I wonder if we could talk about, uh, it's one thing to be convinced this is a, this is a way that you're going to decide to parent with um, with your team, right? Like with your spouse and partner, you know, friends, family, whoever, cause it's not just a solo decision. You can't have one parent doing this, the other parent doing something else, or you can't have parents doing this. And then, uh, not at least be able to try to attempt to like get extended family on board as well. Um, I wonder for you guys, if you can think of the first like roadblocks you started hitting when you started trying to implement this, like, were there moments of frustration early on, like, well, this is hard. Like there's factors here that I didn't realize were gonna be him play. Like I'm having to think about myself too much. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't know. Do you have you guys have a have a, a first roadblock you remember hitting Evan You Do?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um uh probably the the hardest uh pill for me to swallow was this this connected parenting required me to be connected to myself first, right? To really understand myself. Super um, I just walked in. I just didn't realize how much baggage I was bringing into parenting. And there was just so much junk that uh, was so ugly that I had to confront. And uh, I mean, there was a, there was a point where I could either push it back under the rug or set it out and let's deal with this. Um, Cause it, it really, it was really challenging, really challenging.
0: Todd, how about you?
2: Uh, I mean, I just, I think Evan put it so well, um, you know, I think it was, you know, exactly like he put it. And then in addition to that, just like a blindness, like, yeah, I'm like, I turned out fine, you know, this, <laughs> you know, it's just, I would say a blindness and, you know, you have to have that revelation and, um, you know, see yourself in the mirror at some point, um, not connecting, not kind of like, how's it working out for you? You know what I mean? You look at yourself in the mirror and say, "So how's it going?" You know, it's not it's not really going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, you start to open yourself up a little bit to um, you know, maybe, maybe this is worth um, checking into.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I remember week one or two of the class being in it and being like, "This is amazing material! Like this is unbelievable!" and eating it up and thinking like this is great. Like into this class, we're going to be rolling. Like I, I'm going to have everything I need. And then you hit, you know, the, <laughs> you start, you start hitting the the content where you're having to look inward and think about your own story and attachment and, uh, you know, look into why, um, am I triggered so bad with X, Y, or Z thing happening? Like, is that actually in my past or is that something that the kid's doing? And so, you know, all of those, all those things, like then learning about attachment styles and looking at your own, um, it's terrible and I I just remember thinking during that part like well this is definitely why parenting's been so hard so far I don't know that I want to keep keep going and do the rest of the work necessary to unpack all this because it's pretty painful and um and I think for me there was some ultimate accountability and knowing all right and you you said it Evan like once this information is out like once I know the information and once I've done some work to start seeing, that there was more work needed to be done, I had a decision to make. And that was either, you know, I can keep going or I can just decide I'm really good at putting on a good front in front of everybody else. And so I'll just continue to act like things are going great and do the best I can with the kids and not have to examine myself anymore. And, um, and that's obviously not a, a real long-term solution. And so, um, you know, I think the, the other thing for me that was a big roadblock was like maybe a few years into parenting this way, like you start to get stuff down with a certain stage of life. And then that stage changes or like a developmental stage, (laughs) different milestone hit comes in and the challenges start to change. And now you have like what you were doing that was working is now no longer working anymore. And so I think the constant nature of, um, you know, parenting is always going to be to some level, like, um, costing your entire self, right? Like your parenting is always gonna cost everything you've got. And there's an illusion when you jump into a parenting class or you read a parenting book that like, oh man, I'm gonna get the answers here and then it's gonna be smooth sailing. I'm gonna understand how to do it and I can just master it. And it's not like uh video editing or riding a bike or working out or something where you like get some reps in and get some practice in and you start being able to do it easier. There is definitely an a um a familiarity that that gives you some answers as to how to navigate certain challenges, but challenges are challenges because they, they tax us and they stress us. Right. And so I think that, that notion of like, Oh, this isn't getting any easier after X number of years. I just now have a roadmap for how to navigate it, but it still is coming to grips with like, you know, pain and and heartache and heartbreak and our, and our kids and in myself and changed expectations and all of that. Um, but now I've got something that can help guide me through those different challenges. So when an obstacle hits, we sort of have a roadmap over it. Not that that makes it easier, but but we kind of know where to go to be able to then restore connection. And so um, that was probably the hardest for me. Um, I wonder from you guys, did you either of you get criticism from extended family or from friends or coworkers or, or anybody who saw this and was like, this is soft. What are y'all doing?
1: I would say i would say i got a fair amount of uh pushback um not not outright criticism um uh, more just confusion like people would just look at it and go why don't you spank her you know <laughs> yeah. like, that would solve all your problems i, I had two <clears throat> people tell me that like that would get fixed really fast if you just spanked her right. um and uh yeah there, there was a I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, um, you know, hostile, uh, hostile and, and uh, uh anti sentiment, but more confusion yeah. uh, than
2: anything else.
0: Yeah. Todd. You...
2: Yeah. And I, I would say that, um, especially if, if you have children that have, um, experienced trauma, I think there's even additional levels of confusion as to why people just can't understand why the reactions to like, no, you can't line up at the door right now. You have to wait your turn to go home to see your mom and dad. Like, why that would trigger a, a young child to absolutely, yeah, act abnormally. You know, have a a really strong fight reaction. Like, right, that's really strange. You know, and so you know, like. Okay, so how do you handle it? Well, you should, you know, like, just like what Evan saying, it's like you have to acknowledge how they're feeling before you go and levy some kind of a punishment. You know, it's like, um, like, don't you care, you know, how they're disrupting the class? <laughs> absolutely <Right>. do. <laughs> I absolutely do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just that kind of stuff, additional confusion, you know, around that, I would say. Yeah. Gotta navigate.
0: Yeah, it's, that is, it, I think those, those settings when they're now are are school settings or you know, parents day out or whatever it might be like beginning to try and like share information that's going to help them in those settings. We have been really fortunate that in our, um, school setting that our kids have had, um, a lot of teachers who really do care to like learn and engage and try to, and try to, uh, understand how to help in those ways. Um, that I know from other friends who have had the opposite experiences, like that can be a huge, huge challenge. And sometimes, you know, like putting the stress back onto the parents in, in that situation. And so, um, the oldest is here. Um, I so, <laughs> knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I, know, I called it. I put yeah. it was going to happen. Um, I'm going to turn the camera on you. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'll this moment real quick. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, when you get pushback from educators and you're doing the math and you're like, and this, this person is going to have my child's attention for X number of hours a day. And if they're not on the same page with us, like it's decision time. So we've, we've been really fortunate in that regard that teachers who have been really excited to to try and learn and, and listen and, um, and incorporate, you know, some innovative things into the way they do their classrooms, but that's not the norm, you know? Um, so I think, you know, for, uh got two more questions, and I think we can kind of wrap up here. But one one of the questions I have for you guys, as you're um beginning to parent, you know, you're getting on the same page as your as your spouse. What were some of the bigger challenges that you guys faced, you know, together relationally as you were beginning to shift in, in your parenting mindset? I
1: think um I I came into parenting with a mixture of Um, wanting to, to uphold a a philosophy of parenting while at the same time, uh, living out a reaction from how I was parented. Um, and that was, uh, really challenging for me because my wife, I mean, came from a different house and we were both, uh, had different families growing up. And so we were both operating, um, as a reaction from the way we were raised, um, and it had nothing to do with our kids. We were in, like we were trying to raise, reverse raise ourselves into our kids. It's you know it's so upside down. But um, uh, for us, it it took um, it took a lot of conversations, a lot of conversations, and um, it was evident. Our it was evident when we weren't on the same page, um, because parenting was ten times harder um and even our kids noticed it you know like our kids would even say things like you know like y'all stop fighting you know like like well if you guys would make it easier we wouldn't have to fight so much you know but <laughs> <laughs> um it really took a lot we we had a lot of um late night conversations um and repair that we had to do uh yeah. consistently
2: JD, can you repeat the question? There, I just want to make sure that I had my mind kind of went one way.
0: Yeah, well, just were there challenges relationally between you and your spouse when you guys started choosing to parent this way? Like, were there things that that became more difficult for you guys, or or particular points that were harder to get on the same page in?
2: Yeah, points that were harder to get on the same page. Um, you know, I would just say, like, for me, it was hard to really. Um, have patience around helping like making sure that the child felt understood first. Like it was um I it it was it really kinda graded at my patience to just continue to to um explore and probe and, you know, try to listen and well how was that? That what was it that caused that? And, you know, just kind of trying to figure out what are the right words to kind of explore these things and leave it open ended and let them talk. It, yeah. it was just hard to, to figure that out. Um, yeah, I would say that was the, those are some of the harder things. My, again, just like what, you know, we've been talking about it, it's overcoming yourself and, and your own ruts and your own, um, you know, flipped lid reactions and bad habits, um, to, to, to getting to a point where you can actually have a child feel like they're being heard and yeah. felt and understood. Yeah. And, you know, even to,
1: um, I, I remember uh, one of the things that uh, we struggled with early on was uh, discipline um, and this idea that uh, we were letting our kids get away with things. Yeah. And, like, um, and so I had it ingrained in me, in my brain that like, um it, it was the, the right thing to do. It was judicious, you know? Um, and if I'm letting kids get away with this, then I'm doing a disservice. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, it, it came out of a lot of fear in myself, you know, like that it was really kind of where the roots are, uh, for all of that. But that was really difficult uh, for me and my wife to get on the same page for, because she was really, um, kind of the front runner, uh, with, uh, a, a more connected mentality. Uh, with our kids, uh, thankfully I'm so thankful. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it took too. a while. Um, it took me a, a long while to realize that, um, uh, that all of it was really my own junk, you know, that was getting in the way of helping support my kids and then helping them grow to be healthy adults, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a really hard thing to get over. And I think one of the things that I struggled with the most that I I I, don't, I wasn't able to name at first was this idea that like, uh, you said talking about being judicious and mine was, I think, a little bit more superficial. It was like, people are going to think I'm a bad parent if I can't, like what kind of dad am I if I can't, you know, like lay a heavy hand to like keep my, my home in order. And instead, I have a kid like losing it in Target And I'm supposed to then like get on their level and like talk to them in a calm voice and all that. And I thought, yeah, right. Everyone's going to think I'm a sucker. Like there's no way I'm doing that. And you know, the, over time that mentality is flipped to go, well, if I'm so self-conscious about what other people think that I'm unwilling to love my child where they're at and give them what they need to be able to then like feel safe and, and begin to heal and thrive in life then I have no business parenting anyways. Right. So it it's flipped to now, like, I'm thankful there's, there's sort of a point of pride. If like, if something goes down in public, like I feel tuned in now to be able to like, get down, drown out other eyeballs and voices, which, and the, the voices come, the advice comes freely in those moments, you know, from people, especially people we don't know, they're be like, you know what, if you would just, and I'm like, if you would just back up before I smack you. Like I'm not a connected parent to you. Okay. Like, like but the uh you know in those moments when stuff goes down, like I can I can now I think I've I've finally got ingrained in my head now. Like the consequences of me acting embarrassed of my child or being unwilling to go there with them in a moment of of you know, great fear for them or um, meltdown for them like are they far outweigh the consequences of some guy saw my kid losing it and thinks less of me now in, in target, you know? Um, and I'm thankful to be in that place again, that doesn't make a meltdown any easier to handle, right? Like we were, we were able to witness one from a distance the other day at putt-putt and it was indoor glow in the dark, like, uh, uh, black light putt putt which you know like if there's a kid that has any sensory issues like you are walking them into dysregulation you're like hey would you like to go feel like you're out of control for four hours <laughs> <laughs> and you could kind of see it going and, it, and like being able to watch another kid have a meltdown and then that parent you know kind of like do the walk of shame out like hey we got to get out in some daylight and like you know get in the open air for a second and like recalibrate ourselves like it was awesome to watch this other. And I mean, we're, we're out of town. I don't know who this person is, but like handled like a champ, like was clearly furious, but like just grabbed the kid, walked out, they got out, they were able to like get in the same page again, walk around for a few minutes and came back in regulated. And, um, and that's like those, those moments, I think for me stand out because of this, like deep fear inside of being thought less of by other people. Right. And so like, had I not, you know, done the work. And, and I don't mean to sarcastic, like have my wife to be able to point out those things in me, like, well, this is why, like, you're just scared what people think of you. And I'm like, I am not. And then I, you know, he started to look into it and it's like, well, that's a hundred percent what this is, you know? And so discovering that and then being able to be conscious of that helps me in those moments to, to overcorrect and not overcorrect to, you know, overcome that fear in a way that I, I feel like I wasn't able to before. And so, um, and maybe that kind of leads to the last the last question I have for you guys. Like um that particular point of advice has come in really handy for me with other dads who might be struggling, you know, with this transition, like with some conversation. If I noticed that, I obviously am keenly aware of what it looks like and sounds like because that's something I struggle with too. So I've been able to speak into that a little bit more. What do you feel like um y- you know, your advice would be for other dads who are are maybe dipping their toes in the water here and they're kind of like either, you know, tell like you talked about like Oh, this is not how discipline is done in the home or, you know, Evan, you talked about like, this is, this is not right. It's unfair. Like this is not how kids are allowed to act in life. So we can't let it happen in this house. What would y'all's advice be for some parent, especially dads who are beginning to dip their toes in this water and, um, might be a little skeptical.
1: You know, I think, um, ultimately, uh, uh, for me, uh, the big, one of my biggest gut checks coming into, um, um, a more connected parenting um style with with my kids is that um i'm parenting my kids um and i have 3 and they're very different kids each of them and so there's no easy button uh for for parenting you know there's there's no one size fit all i have to parent all 3 of them differently um and that was the reality check that i had to have i was looking for an easy button mm-hmm. um and there just isn't one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Todd, any advice from you? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, if this is a plug for why to do this, I mean, I think I have two two that just like um are, are huge. I would say the the first one is is you know, and kind of unexpected. Um, when I, when we started getting into these classes and we, and, and, you know, just like what Evan was talking about, you start realizing your own baggage that you're bringing into it. You know, you start to ask those questions. D- do, does this, is this what you're talking about or is this what you're seeing or it, is this kind of why this could be happening? And you start to go down those paths and get curious and you're, you know, for, for me, my wife actually started to feel like she was being heard. And yeah. when your spouse can feel like they're not carrying along, you know, a spare tire with the dad, yeah, I mean, they mm-hmm. feel relief because they feel like they have a partner to be able to actually help them. And, and that went a long ways in the grace she gave me. Um, and she you know got a a lot more um you know (laughs) she kid gloved me i would say too so that i could you know kind of stabilize myself um mature um educate myself and then start to you know baby practice these steps and and baby implement stuff and you know sometimes like is this this is right is this is this okay is that right (laughs) right (laughs) but um the the unity that, um, our relationship was starting to have was just, uh, a, a benefit that I never anticipated from it. So, um, being on the same page, pulling in the same direction, just like what I was saying too, it's like, you know, can y'all stop biting? Like it, it felt and looked like teamwork.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah that's probably- so second that, because it's so helpful for us to have the same playbook To use the same vocabulary. Uh, I think that's one of Mm the things I loved about uh, ETC is because it gave us tools uh, that we can implement and have the same Mm -hmm. uh, strategies that we both could
2: utilize. Yeah, yeah. And even troubleshoot. I'll just add that to it. Evan, I mean, to have the same language to say what's going on here like is it this or could it be that or okay I'll shoot the I'll shoot that person a, an e- an email and see if I can find a little more information there and even yeah. to troubleshoot stuff I just feel like we had problems off at the past you know with you know setting expectations or maybe some preparation and transition or you know a, a number of things but yeah, yeah that's um, that's definitely a, a great point but you know and then finally the I mean, it's the relationship. Our kids are our mission as dads. I mean, come on, come on boys. I mean, the charge is clear. Um, I mean, we are to be men, we're to be men of our homes. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's always with an iron fist. In fact, never, because that's not how our father has been a father to us. I mean, he's been gracious, he's been patient and, um, you know, it's been modeled for us and, you know, um, For us, I feel like this is how our Father, uh, our Heavenly Father, you know, fathers us. And, you know, you get to a point where you mature enough, you you do actually realize that, you know, when you have relationship, you don't need all the rules. Yeah, You really don't. You become much more of a coach rather than, you know, some kind of a, you know, a, a policeman, you know? Yeah.
0: Man, that is so, and that shift feels like the weight of a thousand pounds off your shoulder when, when you can begin to feel that way, where it's, Mm -hmm. there's a, uh, where the language turns from like, why did you do that? I know you did that To All right. Hey, come on. Is that the way we do things? Come on. You know this, like, and there's an acknowledgement on the other side of like, there's guard down and like, I know, I'm sorry. I did. And then like, you have skipped over hours of drama and frustration and gray hairs or hairs lost or whatever the case may be because you there's a relationship there to be able to have that shared understanding and to know if i call a kid on this and they're not they, they know that they're now not on trial and having to you know stare a life sentence in the face like they can come to you and say yeah here's what happened this is and then you have a totally even starting point to go from and so Um, it is huge. Like having that relationship is everything. Um, well guys, thank you for jumping on. I mean, we'll do more episodes like this where we just, you know, dads talk about different issues, but I appreciate you guys jumping on the first one. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: And again, I I just a, a huge thank you to Evan and Todd. Um, great guys, enjoyable, um, conversation and, uh, you know, just easy, easy to talk to. Uh and and there is something about being able to talk to folks who are um walking that same road that you are. And so it was it was enjoyable getting to talk with Evan um and Todd for a few minutes. And so big thank you to them for jumping on with us. Um hopefully first of many episodes like this, where we'll talk with um other dads who are out, uh kind of really trying to live this thing out and, and what they're finding, things they're struggling with, things they're succeeding in. Um just I, I think is helpful for. Uh, not just dads, but for everybody to hear. So hopefully that was helpful for you as well. Uh, one thing I want to remind you about, you have been hearing us talk at length about um, our upcoming event, Investing in Hope, which is happening in Memphis, Tennessee, um, November 12th. It is a uh, it is a fundraiser for Empower to Connect in a way for us to both um, share the word of what we're doing um, as an organization, kind of the future of what ETC looks like, where we're going in the, in, in the future. Um, also, just a way to enjoy a great night together of um, laughing with our our friend Nate Bargatze, who is coming to be with us. Um, and so Nate's going to come and bring a brand new hour of stand up comedy that um, the world has not seen yet. And so um, an unreleased hour of content from Nate. Uh, time for us to be able to share our vision, our future um, with you guys, and uh, a way for us to be able to raise some some much needed money to be able to um, begin fueling these missions we've got going forward um, in both Memphis, Tennessee, um, the state of Tennessee, and across the entire world. And so um, very, very excited to share all that with you um, on Sunday, November 12th. To find more information, to get tickets, um, you can go to -to empowered2connect.org slash investing in hope um, and get your ticket there. You can click the link in our show notes below. Um, And we've also had the question, hey, what if we want to support, but we can't actually make the trip in that night is there a way for us to kind of you know buy a ticket for somebody else like that? Yes, there's a way, um, you can make a donation straight up to the event, um, to, uh, to that. And you go to empower to connect.org (laughs) slash investing it up. And just make sure that you select the menu that says I cannot attend the event, but I would like to give. And so, uh, it's a, a huge blessing for us. Um, this next year is going to be our biggest year yet. And we are, um, both at equal parts terrified and um just chomping at the bit ready to get going and so um some big big stuff on the horizon from us we're excited to uh and humbled at what you know what we're getting to do right now we can do in the future super super excited to have Nate our with us and um to get to spend time with him and so if you want to join us please do Sunday November 12th Memphis Tennessee the Peabody Hotel 6 to 8 30 p.m. um come have dinner have drinks on us and get to laugh at a hilarious hour of comedy and support uh an organization that is uh, working around the globe and so uh hope to see you there for everybody here at Empowered to Connect for uh Kyle Wright, who edits and engineers all of our audio, for Ted Jewett, who's the creator of the music behind the Empowered to Connect podcast. And everybody here at ETC, I'm JD Wilson, and we will see you next week on the Empowered to Connect podcast.